from BYU Broadcasting's Performance Studio, this is Highway 89. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Our guest today is singer-songwriter Dustin Christensen. We're going to hear him singing with acoustic guitar, hymn, and piano. He has upcoming shows in New York and Nashville. We like to claim him for being here in Utah. And today, all new music, a whole show of all new songs from a forthcoming album. Actually, it's a two-CD set. All sad songs. We'll talk about that. He was a contestant on NBC's The Voice. This guy writes hundreds of songs a year. He was recently one of six rising songwriters chosen by the Nashville chapter of the Association of Independent Music Publishers for their songwriter series. He has an MBA degree, but has decided to pursue music. He's had his music featured in multiple films, and I was going to name all the networks that he's had his music featured on. Just all the networks, the ones you know, those are the ones. He signed a publishing deal with Carnival Music in Nashville, a four-chair turn on season nine of The Voice on NBC. I loved what Blake Shelton said when I was watching this. He just said, that voice, you are so natural. We're going to start right off with music. Dustin Christensen from his forthcoming album. This is You Could Have Loved Me. did it all wrong Running around Taking my time Taking too long You were an anchor I was wild and free But you could have loved me It's crazy to see you Wearing that rain Could have been young and dumb and reckless had your reasons I had my dreams but you could love me sometimes the falls in your hands sometimes the has other plans sometimes good good things just get away from us and I'd be lying if I said I didn't have any just know it has to be this way because I'm still exactly who I was But you could have loved me if it happened just right But we're rising, we're falling, you can't win them all cause that's just life It ain't like the stories you see in the movies But you could Sometimes love falls in your hands Sometimes love has other plans Sometimes good, good things just get away from us And I'd be lying if I said I didn't have any regrets I just know it has to be this way Because I'm still exactly who I was you could have loved me if I could have stayed but the world kept pulling me out of this town and it's better this way cause I'm still a dreamer wild and free but you could have loved me
You Could Have Loved Me. That is from Sad Songs, an album that uh, I don't know if anybody's heard yet. I guess, Dustin, you've heard it, but the rest of us are waiting. Yeah, I mean, there's, <laughs> there's some people that have that have heard it. There's a select few that, that donated to the record. And uh, and uh, there's a there's a song, one song from the album that's up on the on the website. But yeah, that's it. I, I mean, for the most part, unless you see a live show. Well, great performance there. And yeah, talk about your sad songs, regrets, you know, and, and, and the good and the bad and those things that are never quite black and white. You, yeah, you, you know, got to choose. Sad songs for me are maybe a different animal. Uh, I always, people would always joke that I love to write sad songs. And I write all sorts of songs, but the sad ones are always the ones I'm drawn to. And I don't get sad when I listen to sad songs. <laughs> they're just more the the songs that make me feel emotion, and I love that about them. And so yeah, I just, yeah. they're, I'm drawn to those. I have to say, I've been looking forward to this the whole day because maybe the same reason I like rainy days. Yeah, it's that <laughs> it's that same kind of a thing, right? People, some people love rainy days. So, but, but didn't, like, didn't yeah. this album title start out as a joke? Yes, kind of. I mean, people would always just be like, oh, here's Dustin, he's going to play a sad song. So, and, I, and I write plenty of happy songs. It's just that when I do my own stuff, it's kind of more in that vein. And, uh-huh. and so, yeah, it started out as that. And I made a patch that was said sad songs mix one, and I turned it into my publisher. I, I gave my publisher one, and they were like, is this a, like a record? Like, do you have a record called Sad Songs? And I was like, no. And they were like... Uh, Maybe you know that'd be cool. I was like, yeah, maybe I'm, you know, maybe I'll do that. You must be the sad song guy because it's going to be two CDs, right? Yeah, it's a double disc, but it's the it's it's actually still only twelve songs, but it's uh, it'll just be six songs and six songs. All right. Well, let me ask about the song we just heard. You could have loved me. Yeah. So a lot of emotion in there. A lot of emotion in your voice. Maybe every songwriter gets asked this: How much of you is in the song? Uh, I think there's a fair amount of me in that song. I think when you choose to do uh, music and songwriting for a living, you you have to to make some sacrifices for sure. And and you know I travel a lot, and you kind of when you're running down a dream, uh, a lot of people sometimes have to choose one or the other. And and at least for the time being, it doesn't mean that's ultimately how it has to be. But it's kind of about that. It's kind of about you know I had to go do my thing, and and you had to do your thing, and and. Your songs fit your voice really well, but they have been covered by yes. lots of artists. And is that weird? For uh, two things: one, to hear somebody else do your song, but second, to have other people hear someone else do your song. And do you ever want to say if they like it? Well, I wrote that. You, you kind of have to share I, it. I don't know. I mean, I, I it's, it's very flattering to me. Anybody that wants to cover my song, or anybody that wants to cut my song. It's extremely flattering, especially if they want to cut your song because there's millions of songs to choose from in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And so when somebody says, hey, I want to put this on my record, it's very flattering for sure. So you're cool with being the unknown and the, if the song Absolutely. takes off and has a, a, yeah, a life I would, of its uh, Yeah, I, you know, and I'll still always do my own stuff on whatever the level that is, if it turns out to be a big level or a small level or whatever. But yeah, the songs uh, kind of have a life of their own, so it's kind of nice to see some of them take off into bigger things. And That's great. Well, let's hear. We want to hear another one of these. We'll let Dustin pick up his guitar. We're listening to Dustin Christensen, singer, songwriter, Salt Lake City, Nashville, L.A. We'll talk about uh, later how he decides wh- what's his home and where. Here is Off and On. Off and on 
And on Dustin Christensen. I kind of hate to even back announce these songs. I want just the mood to float in the air. That's the <laughs> kind of magic of this kind of song. <laughs> so, uh, Dustin Christensen, our guest today, singer songwriter, we're hearing all new songs from an upcoming album. This will be out by the end of the year, by December yes. 2016. Yes. Uh, you can find more information online, dustinonline.com. Uh, let's talk about the voice. Yeah. But I'm talking about just oh, your voice. my voice. Because <laughs> we'll get to that other sure. stuff, the yeah, famous sure. stuff later. Ginger Candy. Is is this the current I, I have no, singer-songwriter secret? I have no idea. I, I'm the king of lozenges, especially lately, because a couple months ago I found out I have a hiatal hernia, which essentially means part of your stomach is coming up through your diaphragm, and yeah. it's caused a bunch of acid in my throat. It's all that supporting So that I'm singing. only running at like an 80% right now, but I... Uh, <laughs> I, it's from my understanding, you have to have surgery to fix it. And if you have surgery, it's diaphragm surgery, so it can affect your voice. Ah, and so, so, so I've just been the king of lozenges lately. So ginger is big and honey and, and, uh, all that stuff. Everything but soy sauce. You yeah. tried it all. Soy sauce on sushi, but not, not in a <laughs> lozenge. So let's now talk about the, the voice, the, the competition. Voice. So this okay. was a year ago at, at the very first, what made, what possessed you like, Hey, I'm going to just. Go try this show. Uh, a lot. I I had I I was never planning on trying out for The Voice. I uh, I'd never watched it, and so I didn't really know much about it. I just kind of thought it was another reality television show, and so I was just kind of like, I don't know if that'll be for me. But I had some people uh, that was that had encouraged me to to uh, try out, and I you know in the music industry, and uh, and I uh, I was like, no, it's not really my thing. And they kind of stopped bothering me about it after they pressured me and then a casting agency found my record and invited me to come audition and I would I just thought I'll just we'll just see what happens and I just went you know I had no expectations for it and uh yeah is that unusual for you to perform without piano or, or guitar absolutely yeah. but you it's, look uh, you look very comfortable I watched your audition uh, I definitely was not you got all four chairs turned around yeah what was that yeah. like you're out there and then you, it was. How great. do you keep concentrating when you're very, thinking they're all cheering? I think they like me. It was like very me. surreal to have all four chairs turn. It's it's very flattering to uh, 
to have people of that caliber, you know, turn mm-hmm. their chair and want you on their team and all that. So it was good. <laughs> it was a good experience. Okay. You actually do have an MBA. I do. Uh, which is not standing for Music Business Access. This was no. an actual Master's of Business Administration. Yeah. I so, wish it was the MBA, but it's an MBA. <laughs> so in your official MBA degreed opinion, was that a good move to go on The Voice? Uh, it was a good move. I, I, it was a good move. I, I, the, my, my whole goal for going on The Voice was just to just get some quick, like a quick fan grab. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm very grateful that I was able to have that opportunity. But my... The thing I loved the most, actually, of the show was just the people I met on the show, the other mm. contestants and stuff. I've made some good friends from that, and, and it's been good. You've worked with some people that you've yeah. connected with. Yeah, them. I've got a couple songs coming out on Barrett Baber's record that's coming out that he was my battle partner, and we were roommates on the show and stuff, and he cut a couple of my songs. and Yeah. Well, you talk about deciding at some point that you had to actually put something on the line to do music. Yeah. And I, what what do you have to put on the line? Well, you know, I'd been doing music my whole life, and I, I had had enough people tell me that I should be doing it for a living, but I, nobody in my family does music, and, and so the safe play for me was to go get a finance degree and an MBA degree, and I, I love that stuff. But when I got my MBA degree, uh, MBA degree, it was kind of time to kind of go, well, you know, maybe I need to just go full bore at this and see what happens, and if it pans out, awesome, and if it doesn't. And, and I just didn't ever want to have that regret of like, hey, what if you, you would have just went and did it yep. you know and and uh i've been lucky enough to do it so that's great uh, so yeah. did you just kind of put the, the other career totally on hold or yeah sort of wean yourself i mean it kind of got to the time where i was uh, you know either going to accept some job offers and go into the corporate world or i was going to put it all on hold and just do music full time and i just i went for the music so that's brave yeah it's brave and <laughs> and uh Fingers crossed, I'll, uh, you know, that's been about so five So at what years. point did you, some people, a writer that we both know, uh-huh. Sherry Call, uh-huh. she teaches a songwriting class, yeah. and, and she has to explain to her students, you don't have to be embarrassed to call yourself a songwriter. You can, sure. have you written a song? You sure. are a songwriter. Sure. At what point did you did you feel comfortable saying, oh, I'm a songwriter? Uh, you know, I, pro- probably when I was making a full-time living at it. It was always an interesting thing, like, you know, dating girls or something. If you met, like, parents and stuff, and it was like, what do you do for a living? And it's like, I write songs. And it's like, uh, what do you really do for a living? <laughs> it's like, I but, no you know, and, it, it you know, it gets to be that. If you say you're a songwriter in Nashville, it's like, yeah, no, sure you are. You know, and then you have to be like, yeah, but, I mean, I have a publishing deal and, or whatever, but... It's, you know, I, people probably get more comfortable saying it faster than I got comfortable saying it. But, but you're okay with it now. I'm great with it now. Okay, it's, good. Yeah. Well, we're going to hear some more of your singing awesome. and your songwriting. I think he's going to, this is going to be piano songs, these next couple of songs. We're going to start with Waiting for the Magic from the forthcoming album, Sad Songs. And I'm letting the light find me 
It ain't come around, but I ain't never found a reason not to believe. Cause it just takes time and some heels to climb and some landing on my feet. Cause I've always seen the forest for the trees. I'm waiting for the Something real that I can touch Far away from tragedy Something true that I can love Every heart's got a heavy Like it's sent down from above The kind you can't get enough of Waiting for the magic Something true that I can love Every heart's got a heavy Like it's sent down from above The kind you can't get enough of Waiting for the magic Something real that I can touch Far away from tragedy Something true that I can love Every heart's got a heavy Like it's sent down from above The kind you can't get enough of Waiting for the magic mm, I'm waiting for the Waiting for the magic. You're listening to Dustin Christensen on Highway 89. He's here performing live in Studio 6. And he's uh, tuning his guitar real quick because we're going to hear a different tuning for upcoming number. But I got to read this quote. Just an online fan. You know, he has so many. We're looking through all of these. And a guy named Eric says, have you ever had one of those music experiences where you hit on a song and you can't quit playing it? That's me today. Vacant motel heart. Ten times and still spinning. Great melody, great vocal, great guitar tone. In other words, this song is ringing all my bells. I thought that was just uh, kind of a great one of many. Uh, Dustin's playing piano right now, and he has been playing that ever since he was three years old, doing music his whole life. And uh, I was real, uh, I could see why people were impressed with him at the record company where he is, Carnival, because uh, of his work ethic. We're going to talk. I really want to ask him how a guy writes over 200 songs a year. One more song, though. Here is Let Mercy Find Me. All the riding on the wall was you. 
Dustin Christensen singing at the piano, Let Mercy Find Me. That's like all these songs we're hearing tonight from a brand new album, a double CD set coming out before the end of 2016, Let Mercy Find Me. Dustin, music first on that one or or words? Uh, actually, uh, it was kind of both at the same time a little bit. I mean, I had the melody. I was, it was, I was very just, Irish sounding. I was and floating it's, uh, on those chords. And... Yeah, I kind of had that piano riff going, and, and uh, I kind of just sat down and wrote it all in one sitting. But yeah. Yeah, it it's just all, almost like you're a songwriter or uh, something. I guess. I'm trying to be. <laughs> so how do you know what the right instrument is? The guitar or the piano? for, Or is it whatever you're playing when you're writing it? Uh, it's whatever I'm playing when I'm writing, and uh, sometimes when I get writer's block, I'll have to switch instruments and kind mm. of try to figure it out on a new instrument. But yeah, you kind of know it when it when it happens, you know. So two to three hundred songs a year. Uh, lately, yeah. I mean, do you set yourself a write... goal, or, or or is it just that's what happens? No, when it's you... just what happens. I, you know, I. I have to that almost makes it sound like I woke up no, and I no, fell no. down and there was this trust song. Trust me, trust me. There was a time when I thought <laughs> I would never run out of a melody. I was like, I could come up with melodies all day long and stuff, and lyrics were more. And when you write every day, you, it's, it's surprising how fast you've run out of stuff. And so you kind of have to find new ways to kind of dig and get into creative mode. So we get the idea of, well, two things. First, on social media, we get the idea that you you do set aside regular time and have regular spaces that you you set apart. For writing yeah i mean i'll write by myself when i'm in utah but when i'm in la and nashville my publisher will set up co-writes with people and normally when i'm in nashville lately i have two co-writes a day and so normally i'll get a couple songs a day and uh, i mean depending and yeah okay so uh, a friend of our show yeah is a successful playwright and uh, writes for various other things but he can only write in this particular room at this particular desk Two really two desk lamps, and his computer a certain distance, and his caffeinated beverage right at his side. And I gotta the... start doing that. That guy's gotta figure it out. I need to start <laughs> telling. I need to start secret. telling my publisher. No, I can only write in Hawaii. It's I'll just my. Know. It's my my new vibe. That so, I have the impression you are not that way. No, I mean I'm sure it works great. I would love to be that way. I, I mean, you, I, you posted. You posted, I don't have the luxury, I guess, of being that way. You I mean, posted on social media this this garishly colored 
picture of a spray painted piano one time. Yeah. Did you say that? Here's where I am that's today. At a, that's at a publisher in Nashville. And I showed up and I was like, wow, that's a cool piano. It just <laughs> e- had like even a the rainbow keys, piano. Even the keys are spray painted. Yeah. So you just get used to, but that's why you wear the hat. So you can write at the drop of a. Yeah, I but guess. Then, I guess. Okay. Hat, yeah. <laughs> so when, when you're co-writing. Uh-huh. It, maybe it's different with every partnership. Yes. But you probably come to that. I would guess you'd be embarrassed to show up and say, oh, I got nothing. Unless that's the way you work. Let's let's get there with nothing and see what we come up with. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you do have nothing because you've written, you know, you write every day and you start running out of ideas. But uh, it works different with different people. Some people will come in and we'll, one of us will have an idea or sometimes we both show up and nobody has an idea or I you know, it was in, your day in for Nashville, <laughs> it's very title based. A lot of people write from titles in Nashville, mm-hmm. and in LA, it's very not that way. It's very like hook based or melody based, and it's it just kind of depends. You kind of learn how to adjust. Tell her that's a cover from uh, Della Mitri. Yeah, 
band by the name of Delamitri from the 90s that I I'm still trying to loved. pull the knife out of my heart from listening uh, to that one. I see, I I see why that, that one song. fits. That one fits. So the thing is, it's sad songs are just sad, but uh, it, it's the complexity in them. Yeah. I mean, it's like Bonnie Raitt singing, I Can't Make You Love Me. Exactly. I mean, what is it in there? There's just too, there's too many things going on at once almost to feel them all. Yeah, I mean they're the they're the songs that really dig deep and make you feel things and stuff and and a lot of the sad songs, you know, give you hope too, you know. Mm-hmm. They're not always sad, they're more somber, but they there's some hope in there as well. Yeah. And sometimes it's a well, well at least I'm not the only sad person right. in the world. And it's funny how we all get you'll all get to a somebody I, I think everybody gets to the point in your life where suddenly you'll hear this sad song that you even thought was sappy, but it hits you at the time when when that's you. Yeah, and it's like sure, oh, I understand. Yeah, you connect. <laughs> you connect with those. Yeah, you connect with them right off. Okay, so there's the the writing of the song, and then you sing the song, and then it's time to record. Mm-hmm. My favorite picture of you on uh, anything we found is you recording backup vocals. <laughs> What am I doing? Am I, am I in a lounge chair? You're, you're lying back in a sort of a lounge chair. They've adjusted the mic to accommodate yeah. your position. It says sometimes yeah. you sing harmonies in reclining sometimes chairs. Sometimes you do. I, I, it's always but a joke that's between. the literal laid back. <laughs> that's true. Sound. That's very true. I do a lot of studio vocals, or I used to do a lot of studio vocals, and uh, it was always a joke, you know, that, that sometimes I'd come in and I'd be like, hey, man, can I just do this laying down? And, and the engineer <laughs> would start going like, yeah, man, I'll do it if you want to. And uh, the the pinnacle was I sung, I think I might have sung a lead vocal on somebody's song. I was lay I was laying down on a couch, like fully <laughs> reclined, like fully laying down. So that wasn't as good, but yeah, sometimes we we do it as a joke here and there. But I mean that that really made it onto somebody's record, whatever I sung on that. I don't know who I, I can't remember who it was, but yeah. Well, I loved it. Uh, when you're recording, though. Here you have these songs, and you feel something when you're writing them. You've probably shared them with a few people, I'm guessing, uh-huh. whether it's co-writers or yeah. maybe tried them out in audiences. Then you get in the studio, and you're trying to capture that. And how do you feel like you're able to get what you were after, or, or is that always something elusive? Um, you know, I, I I learned a while ago to kind of treat the recording process of kind of like a Polaroid picture. You know, you mm. kind of get you kind of get the picture of that song on that day. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Any song can be a lot of different things. And sometimes I'll come in with kind of more of a vision and stuff, but especially if you're dealing with a live band and doing stuff live and stuff, you kind of just have to just surrender to the song a little bit and whatever happens, happens. And when you have time, you know, I certainly you don't release anything that you don't like or whatever, but it, on my last record, it was all live. So I just had to just be fine with whatever happened. And it turned out great. And this one was a little more... Uh, being able to go in and kind of polish some things and make it what you wanted to. So I, I there's legendary tales of certain very particular people, Barbara Streisand, and others who, were, you know, on their 21st take, the orchestra was quitting, you know, and oh, walking yeah. out. Just the laid back picture. I'm thinking you don't do I don't have that 17 or no, 18 takes. I don't have that it. in me. No, I'll, if we're doing it live, we'll do you know, three or four takes and, and go from there. I like that idea. It's a it's yeah. a snapshot. It's a Polaroid yeah. of what's going on right now. Right. Now, when you're producing your own stuff, uh-huh. is that different when you go in and you're helping somebody else? Is it a different mindset? Um, don't, Not really. I mean, you use the same tools and stuff. It's just a little different because it's your thing. When you're working with other people, you kind of have to sometimes put your vision a little bit aside you can't turn everybody's record into your record you know you have to mm. let them do their thing but just kind of steer it as much as you can and add when you can and don't add when you you know so <laughs> well set up this next song it's called i'll wait for you i'll wait for you is is a is a song that i wrote uh about a month ago it won't be on the record it's a song i love i, I co-wrote it out in nashville and we were having a conversation about i was writing it with this girl out there and she was talking about you know, a relationship she was in and just kind of just kind of knowing it wasn't the right thing and just just kind of the moment of, you know, when it's right and you know when it's not. And, and you kind of, you know, me being, you know, me being older, I, I panicked about getting married for a little while. And now it's more I, just, I know it'll happen when it happens. And it's just you kind of just do your thing and and you wait for the right the right moment. And it's kind of about that. It's so. nice. 
Yeah. Okay, this is Dustin Christensen. He's going to sing a pretty hot off the press song about a month old from a co-write. This is called I'll Wait For You on Highway 89. City lights look like the stars that all my life I've wished upon. I've gotten close, not close enough, fallen in hope, but never love. Time drags on. Time flies by And there's hellos And there's goodbyes But when you show up I'll know it's true Until that day I'll wait for you You'll hold the Every lock that hurt has put around this hall, and if it takes forever still, you'll find your way to me. I know you will. Time drags on, time flies by, and there's hell. And there's goodbyes But when you show up I'll know it's true Until that day I'll wait for you Wait for you, listening to Dustin Christensen with one of his newest songs. This is Highway 89, and we always come to you live. Dustin is kind enough to hop from guitar to piano. That's that's a downright hopeful, sad song. Yeah, I mean, they don't have to be totally sad. Okay. They're kind of just somber. They're okay. hopeful. Well, I got to have one I don't need yeah. a Kleenex for, but... <laughs> That's great. So I want to talk about the different cities you live in, because you live and work here in Utah. You're in Nashville. In fact, uh, getting a house there now. Yes. Uh And then in Los Angeles. Just the cities themselves, not even talking music yet. Very different from each other. Yeah, very different. Very different. I love all of them for different reasons, for sure. Here's always going to be home. Nashville, I love. It's southern hospitality and, and... and a great community there and just a great town in LA. The weather in LA is amazing. I could, I could do without the LA traffic, but the, uh, the weather's amazing. Nice. And then uh, you talked a little bit earlier about, uh, songwriting in Nashville, often title based LA from something else, yeah. maybe writing the hook. Uh huh. And, uh, and then when you're home, I guess it's just Dustin style. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to answer it. Anybody wants to. <laughs> 
So when you're on the road, uh, people take pictures. They tend to take pictures. One of my favorites you posted was uh, you're in Nashville, and it said that this could be a problem. This giant what did tree I, is, what did I, oh, it, yeah. it blew down the sort of tornado or something. Yeah, it's blocking I, I'm, the whole I'm road. still getting used to the Nashville weather. I was driving, <laughs> I was driving in like in this huge lightning storm, and this huge tree just came flying down in front of my car. And and then when I talk to people about it, they're like, "Oh yeah, that kind of stuff will happen." I was like, "What? What's going on?" So so if you need a theme for your next album, we also have noticed that you like to take pictures of sunsets. Yeah, you know why that is? Because I hate taking pictures of myself. So when you when you don't like taking selfies, when you're not a selfie guy, you kind of have to find other things to take photos of. And normally it's scenery of some sort. It's always the it's sky. It's like either the room I'm in, or it's like here's a mountain, or here's a sunset. Yeah. Um, I I wonder if you'll tell us a story which which we really liked, which was uh, Miranda Lambert. Yeah, hearing you, hearing was... you play live. Yeah, I was playing a I was playing a gig here, and uh, I got up and took a break and noticed that Miranda was watching, and um, so I kind of freaked out a little bit and kind of told myself I needed to just go back and just play all my own stuff, and uh, I did that, and and her and her manager and her mom were kind enough to listen for a couple hours and and uh, hang out with them, and uh, they were super kind, and um, and. Yeah, it was a it was a good time. You're for expecting sure. to leave any minute, but yeah, well, sure. Hour, Somebody like Miranda hours. Lambert doesn't need to stick around for a couple hours and listen to your songs. <laughs> She's got plenty of things to do. No, that's pretty impressive. Pretty yeah. impressive. So uh, here, here's another comment just from a fan, Felipe. He goes on. He, he's commenting on this uh, this video, this song. It's Ruler of Your Heart. This is the one that's oh, on your. I probably haven't page, even right? seen this, so maybe uh, this could be new. Yeah, that, well, I mean, I'm, I've seen the video, but I, did, I don't know if I've read the comments. I'm so. telling you, Felipe likes it. Hello, Felipe. So uh, he says, "This is you are amazing, flawless." Wow. And uh, I listened to it too. I looked at it on the splash page of, of the web page. Very nice. So. Uh, Tell us about Ruler of Your Heart. Ruler of Your Heart, I guess I guess uh, I wrote Ruler of Your Heart solo. It kind of has the same sentiment of I'll wait for you. It's kind of more the positive, uh, you know, I'm going to find you kind of a thing and in a positive way and not a creepy way. But, uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, I always have to make that. I always have to make that. Termination because I wrote it and no one ever brought no one ever like brought up that they felt like it was but I I wrote it and then I was listening back and I was like you could probably take this a different way but uh, yeah that definitely was not the way I wrote it but uh, yeah it's more the positive love song as well kind of yeah that, so that the, I'll be watching you angle of, of yeah the... right I'll, not not I'll be watching you that <laughs> no, now that is a, a, that a actually is grieving you yeah well let me ask you because you you you've placed all these songs on TV shows. Uh -huh. Are you ever totally surprised, like, that one with that show? Sometimes, or, or... you know, I, and then you realize, like, these shows, you know, they, they may love your work, but they also have to, it also has to fit a certain scene and a certain time and a certain episode and lyrics have to be, you know, and mm -hmm. with film and TV stuff, you can't have Johnson's Lake and then have it be, like, in a Grey's Anatomy montage because it's like, where's, what's Johnson's Lake got to do? You know, uh -huh. it has, they have to find the right fit for it, so... All right. Well, let's hear the ruler of yeah. your heart. This is from Sad Songs, forthcoming album from Dustin Christensen. And you can actually see a video of this if you go to DustinOnline.com right now, because I saw it today. I think you'll like it. I will take all your 
want ever ease up through the blisters on my hand. Every puddle, every shower, till the ruler of your heart that I'm coming for it now. You can't shoulder desire forever. The pace is slowing down. No, this race you'll never win And there is no way I'm leaving without you I've handled hell before And it ain't what you're looking for So tell the keeper of your soul that I'll fight again tomorrow Through the darkest night To the brightest light Through the blisters on my hand Through the dawn of every hour Still ruler of your Still the ruler of your heart That I'm coming for it now mm. From his double album, soon to be released, that's Ruler of Your Heart, Dustin Christensen. Information about his latest concerts and projects, you can find that all on his website, DustinOnline.com. Dustin Christensen, thank you so much for coming in, for, for playing for us. This has really been fun. Absolutely. I Thanks think I have, my, I have my new album when I need it to be a rainy day, and it's not. Uh, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, pick it up when it's out. If you are listening at home, if you just caught part of the show or you want to hear the first part or share it with someone, you can do that so easily. All of our shows are archived online for free on-demand listening at byuradio.org slash highway89. Also follow us on Twitter at byuh89 for live show updates and special behind-the-scenes photos and video clips. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. Our recording engineer is Mark Waite. Our film assistant is Abby Vance. And the show's producer is Jackie Tataishi. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Thanks for listening.